Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. You know, uh, Isaiah says, Isaiah 40, verse 29, he says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So God takes care of us, amen? And let me just say that, let me say this this morning, that whatever you're going through, Jesus is the answer. Isn't that cool to know that? That whatever you're going through, however big, however impossible it might seem, the Most High God is right there with you, and He's got a good plan for you, and nothing is impossible for Him, and He is the answer to whatever you're going through. What a wonderful little thing. Amen? Let's read this. Uh, If you want to, turn to John. Uh, We're going to be in the book of John. I mean, the Gospel of John. Um, John chapter 1 and verse 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Isn't that wonderful? Man, my goodness gracious. Let's pray. Father God, thank You so much for Your anointing this morning. Thank You, Father God, that this is a service where we're going to leave here refreshed and excited, Lord. Thank You, Father God, for the the spirit of unity and love that this church has, Lord. Thank You, Father God, that this is our family and we know that we are family and we know that we are nothing without You, Lord. Let us constantly keep our eyes towards You in the cross, Lord. Let us have a desire to be what You've called us to be. And your will be done in this service. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, let's jump right into this. Well, let me just say this, man. As I was studying this last night, I was really, really tired. But as I got into it, because like you guys, man, I don't think I've stopped moving for like three weeks now. Just going, 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 nonstop going. But I was was perusing the Bible. and, And there's a few... This preacher thing that a lot of preachers have is there's always something in the, the back of your mind. There's these things you want to get to and you want to make sure you do them at the right time. And, you know, you're like, you're, you're, you're tossing around three or four things at all times, you know. And as I was trying to get some direction, I came to the book of John and I just started reading it and I just got super excited. So this is what I feel like we need to talk about today. And thank you, Jesus. We are going to be blessed. So before we get started... Uh, Go ahead and give them some praise. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the beginning was the Word. Do you guys think you know what the Word is? In the beginning was the Word. I'll go ahead and let you in on a little tiny secret. In the beginning was the Word. We're talking about Jesus Christ, okay? In the beginning was Jesus Christ. You can look at it like that. Now, in the beginning... In the beginning was the Word. So does that mean that Jesus sometime did not exist and then He started to exist? It doesn't mean that at all. Okay, what, what this is talking about in the beginning, okay, what we're talking about here was talking about creation. Okay, we're talking about Genesis 1.1 in the beginning. Same thing. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, if you're taking notes, write this down. Write this down. Uh, Somewhere on the back of a... Listen, God has always existed. you got to know that. Okay? That's fundamental, foundational stuff. God is not created. 
Jesus Christ is not created. Amen. Can I get a witness? Okay. Now, what we got going on here is John, in his gospel, he's got a mission here. And this mission is he wants the reader to understand that this Jesus Christ wasn't just some prophet. This Jesus Christ wasn't just some revolutionary guy. But this Jesus Christ was God in human flesh. Okay? And having said that, and wanting people to understand that Jesus Christ is God in flesh, now he wants to lead people to the saving grace of God in flesh. You see what I'm saying here? So that's his argument. Jesus Christ is God, and you need Jesus Christ for eternal life. And that goes, that didn't change in the 80s. That didn't change in the 70s. That wasn't something that was just important back in John's day. We all need that, right? You, you, we got to understand that. God has always existed. Jesus has always been here. Okay? And when Adam and Eve sinned, they weren't shocked. They weren't fooled. They weren't like, oh, I didn't see that coming. We got to go to plan B now. It wasn't like that at all. You know what I'm saying? They knew before the foundations of the earth that Jesus Christ was going to be that lamb. That He was going to be that sacrifice for all of us. Okay? And we have got to accept Jesus Christ. If you haven't done that, please do it today. If you haven't done it, don't let the sun go down before you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Best decision you will ever make. Anyways, and when I say that, it's not about getting you to come to this church. It's not about anything like that. Okay? I mean, that's great. And I, I love everybody in here. But the most important decision you will ever make is whether or not you want to follow Jesus Christ. And you don't want to put it off. And that's all it is. It's not about offering money. It's not about filling up these church chairs. Ain't nothing about that. It's about leading people to the cross. Amen? Yeah. So anyways, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Okay, so God and Jesus, Holy Spirit, they've always been. Okay, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. We're getting a picture here of, of unity. Okay? And the, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, that's really, really important. And the Word, which is Jesus Christ, is God. Okay, not going to be God one day, not after he dies on the cross, will achieve a God form deity. It's not like that. Jesus Christ has always been God. We're talking about Trinity stuff right here. You know, what I'm talking about Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And yeah, it does get a little confusing, but that's what we got going on here. Jesus Christ is the son of God, but he is also God in flesh. And, and God the Father um, is uh, His Spirit. And we are to worship Him. How? How are we supposed to worship God? In spirit and in truth. Okay? So God the Father is Spirit. Not physical, not something you can touch. But you can sure feel Him through the Holy Spirit, right? Okay? But Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Okay? So that's what we're talking about this morning. I'm just uh, trying to tell you. Jesus is what we need, and Jesus is God, and Jesus has always been around. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now let's look at this word, word, okay? The word here, it's a Greek word, and it means logos. The word's logos, okay, in the Greek. And what it means is, well, let me look before I tell you something. It, ain't. it means spoken word, okay? Logos means spoken word. So, in the beginning was Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus. Isn't that cool? Now, check this out, man. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the fulfillment. 
Jesus is the fulfillment of God's words. Isn't that super cool? All of God's promises, all of God's Scripture, all the Old Testament is fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Does that make sense this morning? So Jesus is the fulfillment of God's words. Okay? How, how does it, if, if you go back to Genesis, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff in Genesis that we just kind of brush over sometimes whenever you find yourself there. How did God create all this stuff? He spoke it into being. Okay? Jesus Christ is His Word. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of His prophecies. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of God's will. So that's going to make a lot, little more sense in a minute, I hope. Anyways, let's keep going here. Okay. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Psalm 107, verse 20. Look at it right there. He sent out His Word. Well, who's His Word? Jesus. This is so cool, man. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promises. Think about it. Without Jesus Christ, there's no salvation for me or you. Without Jesus Christ, <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble. And if Jesus Christ did not fulfill God's Word, God's promises, man, we might as well go fishing or playing golf or playing the Nintendo or whatever you want to do. But Jesus Christ fulfilled God's prophecies. Amen? He is the fulfillment of God's Word. So, Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent out His Word and healed them. Aren't you glad about that? We'd be in a bad situation without Jesus Christ. But you know what? No matter what you're going through, it's going to get real good. And God gives us strength now. And God does mighty things. And God's in the miracle working business. And we have access to that all because of what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. Amen? Psalm 107, verse 20, He sent out His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. What a wonderful picture. Kind of just a nutshell, a picture of what Jesus Christ has done for us, man. Okay, it's like Isaiah 53, verse 5. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him, and by His stripes we are healed. He, he paid for my transgressions. Think about that, man. Jesus Christ, without Him, we, there's no eternal life for us. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ did that for us. And we have peace of mind. Who in here has like total peace of mind? I don't worry about nothing. Raise your hands if you don't worry or stress out about nothing. Well, I'm right there with you, man. Okay, but see, here's the cool thing. When I focus on the Word, when I focus on Jesus Christ and not my problems, I can have peace. And I'm not saying that your problems aren't real. I mean, you've got real problems. You've got big problems. You've got high school problems, man. Real deal. Not... Not nursery school problems. You got real deal problems, man. You know what I mean? But see, we serve a big, big God. Okay? And he says, Listen, focus on me. Focus on my word. Look at Jesus, and you can have peace. And let me work on this situation. Most of this stuff, a lot of this stuff is way out of our control, man. Pretty much out of our hands, some of these problems we're going through. Ain't a lot we can do. So why get sick about it? Why get worried about it? But trust in the Most High God. Keep your focus on God and let Him give you peace as God does what He needs to do in that situation. Amen? Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent out His Word and healed them. Isn't that pretty? He sent out His Word. He sent out Jesus. And now I get to go to heaven, man, because I accepted that. He sent out His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ paid for your sins? Aren't you glad... That my sins, your sins, was placed on His back and His righteousness was placed on us? Man, that's so unfair, isn't it? 
It's completely unfair. Jesus Christ paid for your sins. Talk about the fact we live in an unfair world and you know people don't treat us right and all these crazy bad things happen. That is so true. It is. It's in a very, you know, a lot of crazy stuff can happen to people, man. Good things happen to bad folks. Bad things happen to good folks. All that sort of thing. But God is good. God is faithful. And talk about being unfair. He paid for my sins so I can live forever with Him. Anyways, let's keep moving. Okay, in the beginning was the Word. Or in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God. And Jesus was God. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus always was God. Okay? See, don't get, don't get caught up in something where, well, Jesus wasn't God until He went to the cross and rose from the dead. No, no, He was God. He always was God. He wrapped Himself in human flesh and paid for our sins down here. He, matter of fact, He walked in human flesh and He knows what it feels like, man, to have headaches, tummy aches, to, to, to be rejected, to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to be tempted, just like you. He knows exactly what it feels like. Amen? So, okay, in, in, just everyone say, Paul, just calm down, dude. <laughs> Relax, man. All right. <laughs> he was in the beginning with God. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about the beginning. Jesus and God, Holy Spirit, they've always existed. Okay. In the beginning, we're talking about when time started for us. We're talking about creation. We're talking about Adam and Eve. We're talking about the Garden of Eden. We're talking about heaven and earth being created, that sort of thing. He was in the beginning with God. All these were made through Him. What? Hold the phone. Did you hear what I just said right there? Probably not, so I'm going to read it again. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Do you see that now? Yes, Jesus Christ created everything. Man, isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I didn't think about that for a long time, man. But that's all through Scripture. Okay? Jesus, nothing was made. Nothing could be made. Nothing was made without Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? What did God do? God spoke. What is God's Word? Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? This is really cool stuff, man. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of God's Word. God's prophecy. Without Jesus, we are in a bad place. Amen? Okay. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him. Wow, that's crazy, man. And without him was, was not anything made that was made. Colossians 1. Guys, we're talking about Jesus Christ is God. Okay? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. All equals, man, but with different roles. Does that make sense? All equals, but with different roles. God the Father knows things that Jesus Christ hasn't been privy to yet. Okay, he doesn't know some things. He doesn't know. Uh, read Revelation. It's it's pretty crazy, man. But look, man, different roles but equal, like a marriage. We have different jobs to do, but we're equals. Can I get a witness? Okay, Colossians one and verse fifteen. The Son is the image of the invisible God. Well, that's pretty cool. Talking about Jesus. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Well, hold on. Hold the phone there. That's what the hip kids say. Hold the phone. Is He the firstborn or has He always existed? Well, He's both. He's always existed. Okay, but see, the firstborn in this culture means like preeminence. Does that make sense? 
the firstborn means like I have the authority of the Father. Isn't that cool? And that firstborn position, it can be transferred as well. Like, uh, okay, David. Remember David, the little guy? Um, he killed the giant. He became the mighty king of Israel. He was not the firstborn of his father, Jesse. He was, he was, like the, he was the youngest. Okay, but God said, I'm going to make you my firstborn. Okay, you are, you are the son of prominence. You are the son of authority. I'm going to bestow all this upon you. So Jesus Christ has always existed, okay? But He is the firstborn of many brethren. He is, without Jesus, we could not be saved. Jesus has all the authority of God the Father. Does that make sense? Okay. The Son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For in Him, all things, all things were created. There it is again. Jesus Christ made everything. Wow. So when we look at the mountains, we look at the sea, we look at this cool stuff, that, that's amazing evidence of an amazing God. Okay? And so we have to suppress this truth. We have to suppress all this stuff. If we want to say, I don't believe in God, I don't think there's a God, we have to suppress all this awesome stuff that we see. You know what I mean? Because it all points to the fact that God created this stuff. It all points to the fact that there is a Creator. And sometimes we don't want to think that there's a Creator because then that, that makes me think, well then, you know what? I'm not perfect. I'm not in charge. Somebody else is in charge. But we got to come to that place where we understand, it, you know what? We're not the masters of our own destiny. All right? And we need to stop trying and acting like we are and let Jesus take the will. Everybody like, Jesus take the will. But, okay, we got to let Jesus rule and reign, man. All right? You can't do it on your own. Look at what a lousy job you did on your own before you accepted them, right? I mean, let's be honest, man. We're in church, you know. I, I don't do nothing right, man, without Him. But when I focus on Him, when I focus on the Word, you know what? We can do amazing things, man. We can do the right thing, which usually ain't the easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, so we're talking about Jesus this morning. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Oh, that's cool. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. Listen up. All things have been created through Him and for Him. Isn't that cool? Jesus made everything, and He made everything for Him, man. So guess what? You were made for a bigger purpose than just getting your 401-24K going. You were, which is cool, man. You need that. You need, and you need to share it with me. No, I'm playing. Um, no, <laughs> listen, man. It's not about us. Think about it. You were made by Him, but He didn't just leave you be. You were made for Him too. Isn't that cool? So listen, if you exist... If, if you exist, you are already a winner. Does that make sense? Not really. Kind of. Okay, you know, listen, man, here's that weird thing, man, that is kind of weird to talk about. All right, okay. You didn't have to be created when your mama and your papa uh, came into that union, that blessed union. <laughs> it could have been anybody. You know what I mean? It could have been anything. But God created you. God made you. You're a winner, man. It could have been a lot of other people. You know, whether you got 
the big fancy house or all the money in the bank or you got the private jet. If you have or don't have any of that stuff, man, you're already a winner because you're here. You're here. All right? You won the race. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyways, you're here. You were created. But not just to aimlessly wander around like some people would say, I'm here, I don't have no purpose in life. I'm just going to try and accumulate a bunch of good stuff. and You know, it's not really about that, man. We are here for God's glory. Amen? The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Talking about firstborn, talking about preeminence, talking about the authority of the Father. When the Son speaks, He's speaking for God and He's totally in obedience to God the Father. Amen? Firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things that were created, things of heaven, the powers, rulers, authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. That's awesome. He is before all things. There it is again. He is before all things and in Him. Oh, this is where it gets really, really good, Chelsea. He is before all things and in Him all things hold together. He's always existed. Jesus Christ is God. God the Son. He has the authority of the Father. Okay, He's in complete obedience to the Father. We were created for Him. Okay, and He holds everything together. Isn't that crazy when you think about that? Everything is being held together because God says, I don't want that to fall apart. <laughs> I can say that all I want to, but that don't mean my car ain't going to break down. I do not want, I choose for you to not run out of gas. <laughs> it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Um, I choose for you to not uh, spill that drink, Gracie. <laughs> it don't matter. But see, God holds all things together. The molecules, the atoms, the bunny rabbits, and the bears. He holds it all together, man. And if He can hold the stars where they need to be, and He created all that stuff, and He has this awesome stuff all perfect how it's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Don't you think that He knows what's going on in your little world? Don't you think He knows what you're going through? And don't you think that He is just as concerned and that He's holding your life together as well? You know what I mean? He holds all things together. And sometimes we fight against it because we want to do what we want to do. And Jesus is like, man, you know, if you, if you do that, that's going to lead to some bad, stupid consequences right there. You don't need to do that. But when we listen to Him, it's a lot better, ain't it? You know what I mean? But God is holding the mess of your life together. You know what I mean? It was cool when I read it. I was like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, Woo, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, holding my life together. Okay. Right. You know? Okay. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He's holding the mess of your life together. He's holding it together for us. Isn't that good? John 1 and verse 4. In, oh, this is where it gets really good. It's all kind of good. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So this is, this is what, these first four or five verses, this is how John, John the disciple, John, John the apostle, this is how he's starting his gospel, man. He, he is making this point, okay, Jesus Christ is God, okay? Jesus Christ is God. And, and this is going to go out to Gentiles, it's going to go out to Jews, and they get the whole Logos thing, man. It makes a lot of sense to them, man. Okay, that Jesus is the Word. Jesus is God's spoken Word. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's prophecies. That's making sense to them, okay? And it needs to make sense to us that without Jesus, 
we're in a big fat mess, man. Without him, I mean, go do whatever you want to do without him. But thank the good Lord for Jesus. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's going to get real good for us one day. Anyways, in him was life. See, in him was life. Without him, we'd be in a mess. Okay, raise your hands if you want eternal life. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I can help you out with that if you haven't already done it. Um, in him, I can just steer you in the right direction. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Isn't that cool? You want, you want everlasting life, and we all do, okay? Whether you believe in it or not, that sounds pretty good to you. Everlasting life. And whether you believe in it or not doesn't mean that truth is not the truth. Does that make sense? Okay, so this is the truth, and I pray that if you do not believe it this morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit will just pull on you to accept this truth, that it will make sense to you. Amen. Anyways, John 14 and verse 6. Check that out with me. Jesus said to him, oh, this is cool. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, so here we go. We have, uh, we have these uh, Hebrews, these Jews, who are all about Moses, and they're, they're all about God the Father. And they're waiting for a Messiah. You know, matter of fact, they're still waiting for that Messiah. But that Messiah came 2,000 years ago. So anyways, they're all about a Messiah. Okay, and here's the thing. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Jesus is the only way to eternal life. So that's the deal. That's the dealio, right? That's the, without Jesus, we cannot be saved. So you can't be, well, I'm cool if you like Jesus or whatever, and I'm a good person. Good person compared to who? Compared to what? Because the standard is perfection, and none of us are perfect. You know what I mean? That, that standard is perfection. Okay, anyways, in Him was life. In Jesus Christ was life, and the life was the light of men. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way. I'm the way to, I'm, I am the way to God. I am the way to to where you want to go. I am the way. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth. All truth starts with Jesus Christ. All truth starts, you hear what I said? All truth starts with Jesus Christ. You take Jesus Christ out of it and it ain't true. Make sense? Probably not. But what I'm saying, man, Jesus is the truth. You start with that foundation. Okay, let me say it like this. Let God be true and every other person can be a liar because I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God's Word because I know God is truth. Jesus is truth. Remember, uh, what was that cat's name? The guy. You remember that cat? <laughs> the, the guy, man, at the, at the Easter thing, at the, uh, the governor. What was that guy's name? Pilate. Pontius Pilate. Remember he was talking to Jesus and he's like, what is truth? And man, he was, he was right there next to the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your astrologer said. It doesn't matter what your science teacher said. It doesn't matter what granny set you down and, and wrote on a piece of paper for you and made you read three times backwards in a mirror. Not that it ever happened to me because it didn't. Um, <laughs> none of that stuff matters, man. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. So it's got to be Jesus. And Jesus is God. John 1 and verse 29. This is John, not John who wrote the book of John, but this is John the Baptist. Okay. John 1 verse 29. The next day, he, John the Baptist, the next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Talking about Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jesus Christ is God. And we got to have Jesus. And Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. Now that's super, super cool because what did the Hebrews do, man? They did these sacrifices. They did the sacrifices to atone for their sins. And what they would do is they would have to take a spotless, perfect lamb with no blemishes and the priest would examine it and make sure it was good enough. And then the, they would sacrifice it and that would be like a, an atonement or a covering for their sins until the Messiah was to be that lamb, okay? And like I said, the Hebrews are still waiting for that Messiah, but they don't have to because He came a long time ago and He's going to come back. You know what I mean? Okay, so listen. The next day He saw Jesus coming toward Him and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Wouldn't that be cool, man, to actually see that go down, James? You know, here's John the Baptist. He's baptizing these people. He's got a huge crowd of folks, man. John the Baptist's ministry is just really cooking with natural gas, man. It's really huge. All these people are coming and seeing him. And then here comes Jesus Christ to be baptized. And he's like dunking this guy in the water. He's like, whoa, whoa, here's the Lamb of God. That's what it's all about. Everything I'm doing is about him. I'm preparing the way for that guy. That is the real deal right there. That is the Lamb. That is the one that is going to pay for your sins. Okay? So you're blessed. Okay. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That would totally make sense to his audience. They knew about the, the sacrifices and how that was to atone for their sins. It's like, that guy's going to pay for everybody's sins. You know, so at, when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, you know what became completely worthless? Is animal sacrifices in the temple. That was all was all unnecessary at that moment and the veil was ripped and we had direct access to God the Father through Jesus. And you know what? Guess what the Jews kept doing for a few more years? They kept sacrificing them animals. But there was no reason to do it because their Messiah had already paid for the sins of the world. But you know what? They don't do animal sacrifices anymore because I think about 30 years after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the Romans had finally had enough of the Hebrews and they totally destroyed the temple and disperse the Israelites throughout the world. You know what I mean? So they don't do animal sacrifices anymore and there's no need for animal sacrifices. Anyways, tell the truth. Alright, verse 5. Let's do 4. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. Thank You, Lord, for the light. The light shines. This is really good. The light shines in the darkness. That's a true statement, right? You ever? You guys remember the... Uh, um, like in hurricanes or when the lights go out or whatever, and you're like, oh man, it's dark. And you, uh, well, nowadays you just turn on your little phone and you can kind of see. You know what I mean? And uh, it just takes a little bit of light to illuminate an area around you, man. But you know what? It doesn't matter how dark it is, just a little bit of light puts off light. Isn't that brilliant? That's smart. I should write that down. A little, I'm going to put that in my book. A little bit of light. What was it? What was it then? A little bit of light puts out light. Okay, so we need, the light shines in the darkness. It's, it doesn't work, Sandy, when I try and sound smart. It just doesn't work, man. 
It's about the Word. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Isn't that awesome? The light shines in the darkness. In this world, Jesus Christ came into the dark world and He shines and He shows the way. Hey, you don't have to live like this. Hey, you don't have to go through all this alone. I'm here, accept me. And there's a better way. He is the light to a lost and dying world. Amen. The darkness cannot, did not overcome the light. Darkness can't overcome light. You know what I mean? Can't do it. So here we go. Satan... Satan may have thought, like, oh, if I can get Jesus on that cross, man, it's, it's a win-win for me, man. It's going to be awesome. But it didn't work out very good for him at all. He just sealed his fate. You know what I mean? Satan didn't win at the cross. We won at the cross through what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Okay? And we win at the cross because we have been grafted into that family. Because we belong to Jesus Christ. We, we are heirs with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ did all the hard stuff. You know what I mean? And we just accept Him. Realize, you know what? I'm a sinner. I'm a mess. I, I have broken God's law. I am miles away, miles and miles away from God's holy standard, which is perfection. Which, what is that perfection? That perfection is Jesus Christ. It's not, I'm better than my neighbor. It's not, you know what? I'm no Mussolini over here. I'm no Stalin over here. You know, I'm no guy that eats people and puts them in the fridge. What was that cat's name? Yeah, I'm no Dahmer's over here. You know, I'm all right. I'm going to get in there. No, it's, it's not being better than Jeffrey Dahmer's or Homer Simpson. It's being better. You can't be good enough. You're not cool enough. You're not hip enough. You can't pay your way in. Okay, but what Jesus did, you have to realize it. I'm not good enough. And I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. Jesus, I need you. I'm a mess. I can't do it on my own. Anyways, I'm feeling pretty good about that as far as I'm concerned. I know I'm a mess. But I know that I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I know if I don't make it home today, I know that it's going to be alright. It's going to be great. Because it's going to be really, really awesome for me. And I know y'all will pull together and console Rachel and like pay all my bills off and stuff. All of us here, you know, death, where is your sting? Death, where is your sting, man? I belong to Jesus. I'm in that family. You know, I don't like pain no more than anybody else does. And yeah, it might feel a little pinched there at the minute, at the moment. But death, where is your sting? Death, does it have anything, no hold on me? You know, you know because of what Jesus Christ did. Yeah, one day my heart's going to stop working. One day I'm going to stop breathing. But you know what? The moment I close my eyes, the moment my heart starts beating, I'm going to open up my eyes in the loving embrace of my Lord and Savior. It's going to be wonderful, man. You know? Well, maybe for you because you're a preacher. No, man, I'm not even a good preacher. I'm not even a, a good... Uh, we're all messed up, folks. We're all messed up. We've all fallen short. It's just about accepting what Jesus did for you. So today, and I'm not talking to anybody specifically. I don't know what anybody's up to. I don't know the condition of your heart no more than you know where mine is. But I want to give everybody in here an opportunity if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He wants to bring you into the family today. And the good book says today is the day of salvation. And there's only one way to the Father. There's only one way to eternal life. And that is through Jesus Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more. 
and may God bless you.